Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, June 22nd, and this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You can get all the latest league news by subscribing wherever you get podcasts. Now, today on the show, it's a bit of a slow news day in the terms of the Boston Bruins, so I thought we'd have a different discussion, and I'm asking if the NHL will ever have an openly gay player. This topic came up as a result of Las Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib on Monday becoming the first active NFL player to come out as gay. We'll talk about this here in a moment, but before we do, Let me remind you that you can subscribe or you should subscribe to the podcast um, so that you never miss an episode. Download, listen, enjoy every day. And if you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. The podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Pocket Casts, what have you. Uh, we're also on Twitter at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're at LO Boston Bruins. And you can find me, my hockey tweets, dad jokes, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, like I mentioned, Carl Nassib, obviously not a hockey player, but I do believe that this is a major development in the world of sports at large. And since it is Pride Month, I thought it was. An important thing to bring up here on the podcast. So if you missed it, on Monday, Nassib took to Instagram and said, What's up, people? I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life. I've got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that like one day, videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Until then, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate, and I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. For those not familiar with the Trevor Project, it provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, They commended Nassib's announcement, saying in a statement that his donation will help it scale our life-saving crisis services to reach more than 1.8 million LGBTQ youth who seriously consider suicide each year in the U.S. Nassib said they're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America, and they're truly doing incredible things. I'm very excited to be a part of it, help in any way that I can, and I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said he's proud of Carl for courageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. 
We share his hope that someday soon, statements like this will no longer be newsworthy as we march toward full equality for the LGBTQ plus community. We wish Carl the best of luck this coming season. And GLAD, an LGBTQ advocacy organization, called his announcement a historic reflection of the growing state of LGBTQ visibility and inclusion in the world of professional sports. Carl Nassib's story will not only have a profound impact on the future of LGBTQ visibility and acceptance in sports, but sends a strong message to so many LGBTQ people, especially youth, that they too can one day grow up to be and succeed as a professional athlete like him. Now, you might be wondering why I'm even talking about this on a Boston Bruins podcast, much less a hockey podcast, but um, I saw a great tweet this morning from a man called Chris Barron, who said the following, I know there will be folks who think the Carl Nassib story doesn't matter or who wonder why it's a story. For me, as a gay guy and an avid rec league hockey player, these stories matter. I'm looking forward to the day these stories don't matter, but for now, they do. And this story very much does matter, especially in a sport where uh, there is no openly gay player, in the NHL at the very least, and there are still uh, many issues in terms of the culture that would suggest we're still a long way from that actually happening. Now, I will say steps have been taken. Uh, Former U.S. Women's National Ice Hockey Team Captain Megan Dugan recently joined the New Jersey Devils as a manager of player development. She's believed to be the first openly gay person to work in hockey operations in the NHL. Uh, She's married to former Canadian women's hockey player Jillian Apps. She said, I'm looking forward to getting to work and adding value in an area that I've committed to my entire life. But I also hope people see this and realize there's a space for those who haven't traditionally been in these roles. Women or uh, BIPOC community members, there's a space for that. Times are definitely changing. And I'm excited to be part of it. Now, we know in the not-so-distant past, there have been fines levied on NHL players for using homophobic slurs in the course of the game. And that's just, you know, on the surface. Uh, We know that there are instances of hazing, abuse, and deep-seated homophobia behind the scenes as well. Uh, And it's a culture that needs to change from the ground up in order for true change to happen. However, uh, you know, a a player coming out at the NHL level would certainly uh, inspire that change from the top down as well. Hopefully it's only a matter of time, but, you know, hockey culture is still very, uh, let's say, closed to this. And I mean, let's be honest, there probably are gay hockey players in the NHL at the moment, but there's just that uh, door that still exists to be open about it and for that to be, uh, you know, accepted and welcomed in the locker room. You know, it wasn't too long ago that uh, Andres Nielsen, the goalie, said he thought that when people say there are three or four gay players on each NHL team, I say no, absolutely not. They quit when they were younger. There's no one who would dare to or want to keep playing. Team sports are about the feeling of togetherness. It's just as fun to go there to hang out and have someone to talk to as the actual sports. But if you have a hard time in the dressing room when you're a teen, it's not as fun 
to play hockey on the field either, or on the ice in this case. He added, what happens is that we will lose gay players who might otherwise have been the next Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid or Wayne Gretzky. We lose talents, and some families with strong feelings about things might feel that, regardless if their son is straight or gay. He shouldn't play hockey because they don't want him in that harsh culture where coaches and players call each other all sorts of things. We lose our pride in hockey. Before we get into one example of a uh, player who did come out uh, in a positive fashion, let's talk about rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They have everything you could possibly need for your daily drive or your classic car, and you can simply save time and money by using Rock Auto. Uh, Their prices are always reliably low for every customer. You can explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solutions for all your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, last September, 17-year-old junior hockey player Yannick Duplessis did something that few before him have ever done in the world of hockey, and that was come out as openly gay. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League prospect from St. Antoine, New Brunswick, said he came out to help make it easier for other young athletes like him to be open about who they are. Uh, He received an outpouring of support from athletes like uh, former Canadians player Guillaume Latrandresse, even the NHL itself. Uh, They tweeted the announcement, Yannick Duplessis hopes to inspire the hockey community by coming out. He said, I just want to share my story. So if someone is going through the same thing I did, I want to help even if it's only one person that reads this. Uh, just back in February, he did an interview with the CBC to talk more about his decision and how you know his life had been affected since. He said he felt like he was hiding a big part of who he was growing up playing hockey, but knowing that he was gay, it took a huge toll on him when he got older, so he had to do something because he wasn't himself. The culture, especially in hockey, It's a macho sport, he said. There's some things that are said in the dressing rooms or on the ice. You know, things like, that's so gay. This was a CBC Kids News um, article. So, obviously, he's being uh, pretty generous there in terms of pointing out what was said to him over the years. But he did say he had nothing but support from his teammates Couldn't ask for better teammates this year. Even last year, probably every guy on the team sent him a message or called him. And even one guy came over to his house, started crying because he was like, dude, I can't believe that you're going through all of that while playing hockey and you couldn't talk to everyone. Because of COVID-19, didn't really play this year, but he did play for his school team. And he said there was a game where his team all got pride tape, decided to put it on their sticks And when they came out for warm-up, the other guys and the other team wanted some too, which was pretty cool to see. Now, he was asked, why do you think there aren't any out hockey players in the NHL? He said, that's a good question. It's partly because of the culture. When I came out, I received a lot of support, but there's also a lot of hate 
in any sport, not even hockey, young players seeing those hate comments and makes them not want to come out. How can we make sport in general more inclusive for the LGBTQ community? He says, talk about it, normalize it. Coaches, talk to your players and say it's all right, it's normal. You know, homophobia, you're not born with it, it's taught. You learn it, it's like being racist. So if you can learn from a young age that being gay is all right and normal, you probably won't have any problem. Finally, he was asked, what would you say to a young kid going through the same thing you did? He answered, with my coming out, I've received nothing but support. I've been lucky, but in some cases, it might be different. The best advice I could give someone is just be yourself. You're living for yourself. You're not living for anyone else. You might not believe it, but there's always at least one person that's going to be there for you and accept you for being you. Many of us are also familiar with Brock McGillis. He became the first openly gay male hockey player, pro hockey player, uh, back in 2016. Uh, He played in the OHL, then the United Hockey League, before heading overseas to play in a Dutch professional league. Uh, He's now an LGBTQ plus activist and public speaker. And in an athletic article, uh, interview with Sarah Sivian, he was asked, what point do you think you could look at hockey culture and say okay there's some real change he said when they recognize that putting out five minute videos across hockey about homophobia or transphobia isn't an act of change when they actually start taking players from the culture people like myself people who have been experienced racism women who have experienced sexism sexism in hockey and having them share their stories with players in the league so that they can become more aware Some of these players really want to learn. We saw it with the Black Lives Matter movement. Players are willing and want to learn because things get humanized for them. They saw a man die. Then they saw uh, minority hockey players speak out about the racism they've experienced in the sport, the microaggressions they've experienced. The culture can be salvaged and shifted if the gatekeepers at every single level would let the people who understand this, who have studied it, create the shifts. Now, the thing with hockey culture is that it goes deeper than uh, this one area. There was a very interesting study released through the uh, University of Alberta, Cheryl McDonald. Uh, She interviewed six straight former NHL players and six openly gay hockey players who played at an elite level, not quite the NHL, and she identified the following factor as... Um, being the main reason why a player would not be openly gay at the NHL, and it's the fear of becoming a distraction. And it's not just in terms of this one issue. She said, or she wrote, the players told me it doesn't matter if you're gay or concussed or you've been sexually abused or have mental health issues. None of those are okay because you are a distraction. McDonald is the former co-chair of the Western Canadian board of You Can Play. She's currently postdoctoral scholar at St. Mary's University in Nova Scotia. She added, you don't want to risk it not being okay because the perception is someone who is just as good as your job but isn't gay is going to take your spot. And that's hockey culture to a T. You don't want to show weakness. You don't want to uh, be seen as a lesser man you know even looking at the Dougie Hamilton situation when he was traded 
to Carolina from Calgary, the fact that he visited museums. There's some veiled uh, themes there that show you that you don't want to be a distraction. You don't want to deviate from the norm. Uh, because the NHL has not had one of its players come out as gay, McDonald said the only way to gauge how the league and its players might react to a gay player is by looking at how the league handled past contentious issues like sexual abuse, addiction, mental illness claims. The subjects were divided. Some pointed to what they think has been a misstep by the league and how it is handling concussions, whereas others said the NHL, the PA, and its player assistance program even the league's efforts with hockey is for everyone are a step in the right direction, and the NHL is ready for a player to come out as gay. Finally, the study found that what helps curb homophobic sentiments and change attitudes was the process of coming out to one's teammates, although she added not all participants felt safe enough to do so. McGillis, for example, told McDonald his worries about acceptance from teammates led to a string of mental health issues. Uh, she also noted one participant eventually chose to leave the sport because it was easier to move on than to remain in what he claimed was a toxic environment. Openly gay players who did come out to their teammates reported that offensive words were heard a lot less and the homoerotic aspect of the hockey dressing room was sometimes muted. Even when someone would say a slur without thinking, the gay players said they would quietly pull their teammate aside and say something like, listen, I'm not okay with that. The world is changing. You have to as well. They had no problems when they pulled people aside. After the gay players came out to the team, it wouldn't take long for the no-subject-is-off-limits nature of a hockey dressing room to return. The gay players reported teammates would eventually get around to respectfully making light of their sexuality, whether it was asking their type or inquiring about the nature of their activities. The gay players said the acknowledgement was nice. From what I gathered, it seems there is room for consensual humor. And that's probably part of the problem. People think uh, the locker room dynamic would change. You can't joke about things. But it seems here that there was some... Progress made in terms of opening up and finding some common ground and just seeing people as people. And that's key, I believe. So all this together, you know, I still think we're a bit uh, removed from a time where there could be an openly gay player in the NHL. I would love to see it. Um, and, you know, Carl Nassib in the NFL, that's obviously a huge step forward. Football is no joke either. There's a, a huge uh, toughness culture in football as well. So perhaps this will spur some further change in hockey. And uh, again, I know this isn't a, a Bruins issue, although we do know from uh, former captains in Inochara, and from what we know of the Bruins locker room, that there's a strict, you know, no bullying policy. Everyone treated equally, whether you're a rookie or an established player. So I would think the Bruins locker room would be open and accepting. Um, but, you know, we're not quite there yet. And uh, as we near the end of Pride Month, I just thought this was an important topic to discuss. And hopefully uh, some change will occur in hockey culture for this to not be a conversation as the years go by. 
Now, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. NBA, NHL playoffs coming to ahead with uh, the semifinals currently going on. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at Bet Online before the next game. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. They also have uh, news, sign-up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams get ready to play tonight. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, what did the Philadelphia Sixers do with Ben Simmons? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL to finish off today's podcast. The Lightning are one game away from returning to the Stanley Cup Final after just crushing the Islanders 8-0 in Game 5 of their semifinal series. Stamkos, Kilorn each scored twice. Kucherov collected three assists. Uh, Braden Point scored to extend his goal streak to eight games. And Vasilevsky turned in a 21-save shutout. Uh, the Lightning remain the favorites to win again. They're just stacked, and they should be with, uh, you know, $20 million over the cap. Uh, the Islanders could be without Matt Barzell, as he was given a five-minute major and a game misconduct for cross-checking Jan Ruta in the face. Uh, the Lightning can wrap up the series tomorrow night on Long Island. Uh, Las Vegas will try to take a series lead in their semifinal round with the Montreal Canadiens. Game 5 of that series is set for tonight. And some sad news yesterday as Minnesota Wild assistant general manager Tom Curvers passed away from lung cancer at age 58. He was diagnosed in 2019 despite being a non-smoker. He spent 11 seasons as a defenseman with the Canadiens, Sabres, Devils, Leafs, Canucks, Islanders, and Ducks from 84 to 95, finishing with 421 points in 659 games. So very uh, a sad story there. On the rumor mill, Chris Johnston reported Saturday, it sounds like there's lots of conversation between uh, Dougie Hamilton's agent and other NHL clubs. He's uh, due to become an unrestricted free agent on July 28th. And he was granted permission by the Hurricanes to sign with other teams um, or speak to other teams in a potential sign-and-trade situation. Uh, the Blackhawks are believed to be interested, the Flyers, perhaps even the Maple Leafs. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, as I talked about yesterday, Oliver ekman Larson uh, reports have been confirmed that the Coyotes will explore trade options for the 29-year-old defenseman. Uh, he has six more seasons left on a deal that carries an AAV of $8.25 million. Uh, Going to be very tough to move. I suggested yesterday Coyle and more. I forgot that Coyle has a uh, no-trade clause, so that probably isn't happening. Uh, but 
probably for the best. Uh, that contract is quite burdensome. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, thank you for, for taking some time to listen, and uh, hopefully this conversation has been beneficial i know again it's not uh the typical episode but uh because of pride month because of uh the news in the nfl yesterday and because hockey isn't quite there i thought it was worth um yeah exploring that topic for today so yeah i hope you're all having a great week have a great tuesday and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode we're going to have a mailbag so please hit me up with some questions if you have any about the Bruins, hockey in general, or hey, just anything about me or or uh, anything you want to ask, just sh- uh, hit me up at Ian C. McLaren or at L.O. Boston Bruins on Twitter. Have a good one, friends.